You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Buffalo Bills are 6-2. and two. Not how we thought we were going to be doing this podcast. Probably not how you thought you'd be listening to. It's always game day in Buffalo, but here we are. Matt Bovey from Channel 7, Sal Capaccio, Bill sideline reporter. He's just back from New York. I stayed in Buffalo this weekend. We had somebody else go from Channel 7. I don't think I missed too much, Sal. I missed a stinker of a game from the Bills. That's what I missed. For sure. You also missed maybe... um arguably Josh Allen's worst performance, or at least in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not the way we thought it would go today. Uh, I think that, you know, as much as, you know, we knew that the Jets have a pretty good defense and can do some things. Uh, this should not have been the kind of game that went the way it did. The Bills made far too many mistakes, and now they do sit at 6-2 and two because of those mistakes, and the Jets are right on their heels at 6-3 and three and have a game up in the division, and the Dolphins do too. The Bills are 0-2 in the division. Who would have thought? No, it's weird because you look at it like in this picture of the beginning of the season. They're eight games into the season, week nine. I don't think anybody would have thought that the two games that they lost in their first eight would have been the Dolphins and the Jets, but their win streaks against both of those opponents now come to an end. They lost to Miami earlier in the year, obviously. They had beaten the Jets four straight times. It was just a weird game. It was a game that they didn't play well, especially offensively. We'll get to the defensive side a little bit too, but way too many mistakes. And it just looks like they were out of sync the entire day. Honestly, after that first play, when they took the deep shot to Stefan Diggs, after that, everything felt forced. It didn't feel like they knew what they were trying to do. It didn't feel like they could move the ball with the ease that they normally do. Everything just seems like it was a little bit more difficult. I don't exactly know who's to blame. I just know that there's a lot of people who didn't do a good enough job. And the top of that list is Josh Allen. We're not saying that Josh Allen isn't a great quarterback. I still think that Josh Allen is the best or the second best quarterback in the NFL. He had a bad day. Those happen, but it's also been a bad day and a half. I don't think that this is something that should be overly concerning because we saw something similar last year. But if Josh Allen even plays a B game today, the bills win. Heck, yeah, he might, if he play, plays a C game, they might win. Yeah, he 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 didn't play even up to C. It was below that for sure. And he was very frustrated with himself after the game. He said it's hard to win when your quarterback plays like crap. And he didn't say crap. Um, he took accountability, which we all expect him to do. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing on either of those interceptions, what he was looking at. I, I think he actually did not literally see um, the first interception. I can't remember who had it. I don't, I don't think he saw him. 
I think he thought that Dawson was going to be right there and there was a defensive end in front of him. So he just didn't see him. And I guess it can happen, but you know, that's kind of very rare. And then when sauce Gardner made his pick it was kind of the same thing. Josh kind of just threw it right to him. He didn't see him. Um, and then the pass protection issues were pretty evident in this game. The, the jets did not blitz very much, Matt, and they got a lot of pressure that was concerning and it forced Josh into making some quicker throws and maybe making some poor decisions. Um, so yeah, things didn't go very well. And then inconsistent play from wide receivers, including Gabe Davis. And this is a second week in a row for that too. And, um, it's been more than that. I mean, uh, Gabe Davis just has not, um, been super consistent this year and they, they weren't able to get anything going outside of Stefan Diggs in the first half. Stefan Diggs had five catches for 93 yards. You know what his game line was at the end? Five catches, yeah, five for, 93 catches yards. for 93 yards. Yeah. Wasn't even targeted in the second half other than the one play that didn't count at the end. Yeah. I think that it is concerning that Gabe Davis hasn't been able to take the step that we all thought he was going to make myself included. I'm at the top of that list. I have told so many people that I think Gabe Davis is an awesome athlete. He's going to be a really good wide receiver in the NFL. And I still believe that, but he has not been able to handle the workload of a number two wide receiver. That's not to say that he won't at some point this season, or he won't at some point down the line, but there's been more to be desired. I mean, I went back and I watched that replay five or six times should have caught it. He probably should have made the catch and he is getting pulled there, There's no way that's ever getting called in that situation on a fourth and 21 at the end of the game. They are not throwing a flag for defensive pass interference, even though it probably was my bigger concern is that he put Josh Allen through that ball, 69 yards in the air, right into his bread basket. And he didn't make the catch. And I think that that's one he probably makes. Same thing with Isaiah McKenzie. Where has Isaiah McKenzie been? Where has Dawson Knox been? I don't know if this is a Josh Allen thing. Maybe it's a Ken Dorsey thing. But this has been a trend. Besides Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, the rest of these weapons on offense have just been what feels like way underutilized. And that's a concern. They're 6-2. and two. We have to remember, they're still in a really good place. But this is all big picture stuff. If they're going to win the big games, if they're going to make a run, if they're going to go to the Super Bowl, if they're going to do all these things that people want them to do, these are some things that could be concerns and kind of be hiccups along the way. Yeah, I, I, you bring up a lot of great points here. I think you know the other part is the offensive line, just not very good protection today, and that kind of broke down. So that's all has to be you know part and parcel with each other uh, to go along, but. Matt, I mean, it wasn't just the offense, obviously, right? It was the defense as well. So, you know, we should talk about that. But, you know, we want to stay in there. Maybe we can do the defense a little bit in the next segment if we want, but maybe kind of compartmentalize a little of a bit of what happened. It started to me on the first drive of the game. The Bills got a gift, Matt. They got a gift on the first mm-hmm. kickoff. Um, the Braden Mann, the kicker, the specialist for the Jets, slips, squibs the kick. The Bills get yeah. great field position. And then they have the great throw downfield to Stefan Diggs. And then the next play, Josh throws the interception. That's where it started. The Bills did not capitalize on the very first play uh, drive of the game when they had great opportunity. And from there, whenever that happens, I'm always thinking to myself, geez, I hope it's not going to be one of those games. And of course, it wasn't one of those games, but they didn't capitalize on that. And then they didn't capitalize on a Tyler Bass field goal that he missed later in the game. And obviously, we just talked about the end of the game and way that went as well. So there were a few times where they just as you said, out of sync, I think the little details that they normally do and normally get right, they just didn't have button up and didn't have right. And you know, that, that cost them obviously in this one only to get to 17 points against the New York jets. 
I think what's the most concerning thing to me about all of this, and I don't think the sky is falling or anything like that, but these four interceptions that Josh has thrown in the last six quarters of football have been bad interceptions. These are not like hit a receiver's hand, bounce up in the air, interception, oh, whatever. These are like, where is he looking? What is he doing? And some people will say, oh, that's 2018 Josh Allen. That's 2019 Josh Allen. No, 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 no. These are worse than some of the stuff we saw in 2018, 2019. I don't know if it's miscommunication. I don't know if it's just poor decision-making last week. I think I said on the podcast, I chalked that up to them being overly aggressive and trying to attack Jair Alexander. And it ultimately came up and it bit them in the butt this week. I I don't know what it was. The sauce Gardner one, not a clue. He's there's three defenders and Gabe Davis. Who's making a cut towards the sideline. Doesn't seem like that was the right play at all. And the first one was like, what is he looking at? I, I, and I don't know the answer. So I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you, oh, he thought Dawson Knox was going to stop and kind of come back to the ball or whatever. That's not a throw that we've seen Josh Allen make. So he does have a way of self-correcting. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that this is going to be something that turns into a trend. This is also not an outlier. He did this last year a little bit. He had a couple games in a row where the turnovers started to pile up and then he still went scorched earth at the end of the season. So maybe it's just happening a little bit earlier. Maybe we're not giving the jets defense enough credit. I think it's probably a combination of both, but yeah, the, the turnovers, the lack of chemistry and cohesion on the offense, it's something, I mean, six quarters of football, they scored 20 points like that. That's not good enough. Yeah, this was uh, an uncharacteristic Bills game, blowing a 14-3 lead. Chris Brown and I were thinking, I think the only time that we can remember they recently they blew a 10-point lead was against the Steelers on opening um, weekend last year. That was it. That was the last time that happened. It didn't just end and start and end with the offense. Of course, the defense had plenty of to go around some, I guess, you know, issues, if you will, in this game and reasons why the Bills were unable to win.